Pickaxe. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's time to enter a world of stories and adventure in High Rollers, a Dungeons & Dragons podcast set in a vibrant world of Althea, the Dragon Empire. I'm Chris Trott, one of the five friends being led through a journey of magic, mystery, and mayhem by Dungeon Master Mark Hughes. Prepare yourself for epic encounters and unbelievable stories where heroes uncover sinister plots, explore diverse world, and crack a few bad jokes along the way. If you love the feeling of a fun home game, but with the quality of a studio show, then why not give High Rollers a try? Episodes go live in two parts twice a week in one hour chunks so it's easy to keep up. So what are you waiting for? Join our campaign, become a High Roller, and we'll see you in Althea, the Dragon Empire. Hi, and welcome to the Vidiot Shopping Network. Earlier today you saw us selling our incredible, stress-relieving sausage. They were flying off the shelves. But please, do remember not to eat the filling. But now, we have something truly special. This is the Nitro Concepts S300 Gaming Chair. Just look at it. Isn't it a thing of beauty? It boasts not one, not two, but five wheels. Truly unprecedented in the realm of chairs. But that's not all. This stylish chair is completely adjustable to suit any style of sitting for maximum comfort. Sporting a high quality fabric cover with a myriad of colours to choose from. I've been sitting in mine continuously for 274 hours and let me tell you, I feel fantastic. I'm free of back pain and I keep getting win after win in Fortnite. All thanks to this chair. All this could be yours for the low price of £214.99. If you'd like to place your order, you can head over to overclockers.co.uk forward slash podiots. Ooh, and it looks like we've got a caller on the line. Hello, sir. What's your name? Yeah, you're right. The name's Bobby. Hello, Bobby. What would you like to know about the chair? Oh, oh, oh dear, oh dear, <laughs> sorry about that. Let's take a quick break, but remember, if you want to sit in luxury, head over to overclockers.co.uk forward slash podiots and take a look at their wonderful line of chairs. Everyone watch that. This is how you date a podcast within the first three seconds. Did you watch that David Blaine thing today? No. I didn't, but I've just seen it trending on Twitter like two minutes before we started recording. Yeah. It's, 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 I mean, I, I know, I don't know why. David Blaine is like this black hole of time where he does nothing for a while and he comes, comes out with like this two hour program where he does something that's kind of cool, but it's definitely drawn out too much. And, this this was um, Dave Benson Phillips recreating not Dave Benson Phillips Jesus <laughs> oh man <laughs> I wish Dave Blainson um, Phillips day <laughs> nice this is David Blaine he um, attached like fifty balloons to himself and went up to like cruising altitude for planes yeah. and then released and parachuted down and it was all presented live on YouTube and there was I kid you not two hours of 
build up to the actual thing. Wow. Uh, 24,500 feet, I think it was. Shit. It looked insane. Like, it is impressive, but it's definitely the kind of thing that works better edited down to a new segment or like a 10 minute video rather than three hours of mm. a presenter trying their best to continue a conversation where, where nothing's happening. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> is it, is it magic though? <laughs> yeah. I was thinking that. Absolutely not. He's just doing dangerous stuff. You know, <laughs> it's just another case of Dave does stuff for money, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it is a bit. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, he's kind of transcended, you know, card tricks, and now he's he's create the magic is the feelings he, he creates all around the world. Right? Have you seen that interview he did with Eamon Holmes? No. Uh, it's something that comes up on like clip shows of when when TV interviews go wrong or like most awkward British TV moments and stuff like that, where uh, he goes on to whatever morning program it is that Eamon Holmes presents or presented back then. It was like. I don't know, early noughties. And uh, he's like just not giving him any answers at all. So Eamon Holmes is trying to like plug him and say, So, what, you know, how would you describe yourself? What, you know, are you a magician? Are you an illusionist? Do you, what, and he's just, he'll, he'll be like, I, I don't know. And it's like, okay. And uh, he just chat, he, you know, Eamon Holmes is really trying and he's getting one word answers. And at one point, David Blaine like moves his hand a little bit and Eamon Holmes sees that he's got um, an eye tattooed on the palm of his hand and he immediately jumps on that. He's like, oh, finally, i got something to talk about with this guy because he's giving me nothing. And he goes, what's that all about? What's the eye on your hand for? And uh, David Blaine pauses for ages and then he goes, protection. And he's like, <laughs> Christ. Right. He's just playing some weird, stupid character at the expense oh. of the guy who's trying to interview him. Uh, it just goes on like that, pretty much. Oh, I, I, I love David Blaine. He's, yeah. He is amazing. What a treasure. He yes. sounds like hard work. Yeah, he does. Yeah. <laughs> He eternally sounds like he's just woken up from a nap that accidentally lasted six hours. He's like, uh, yeah, yeah uh, you know, exactly. protection. <laughs> protection. <laughs> what, from having charisma? Yes, it's working pretty well, David. Ooh. Got him. Got him. Got him. Got him. Got him good. You hear that, David? You, you balloon bastard. <laughs> We're coming for you, David. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to Podiots, the official Vidiots podcast. Uh, It's a conversational podcast where we take some questions from you at home and obey the law of the three ers, where everybody brings a a thing thing along to to talk talk about. about. I'm Ben. I'm Peter. And I'm Michael. How is everybody doing today? Doing good, doing good. Pretty good, pretty good. Yeah. Nothing exciting to report, really. It's still in that weird downturn of staying at home and stuff. When I haven't, I haven't created any memories in the last six months. There's <laughs> <laughs> been nothing. That's true. Nothing memorable has happened no. to you. Oh. Let's oh. let's make this a memorable memory, eh? Yeah. Episode, episode says says eighty. Mm. No, that's the other <laughs> podcast we do. This is also a milestone episode. I think 60? this is an episode sixty. Yeah, yeah I think it is. Ooh. It's a round number for certain. Yeah. Hey, well, there we go. There we go. Excellent. Everybody, if you've done nothing for the last six months, this is this is this is what you've been telling your family about at the dinner yes. table at Christmas. Mm-hmm. Everybody salsa. Let's Everybody do it. salsa. <laughs> we haven't had a milestone episode since episode forty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the, the episode in between will happen at some point well then 
It should be especially noted, even more so than usual, that this week's Pod Squad is on a milestone episode. What's what's Pod Squad? Who? What? What? What's what? a What's a pod squad? Well, I'm glad you asked. Then what's a pod squad? Thank you, Peter. Pod squad is uh, is a fantastic group of people who've decided to support us financially, just as you can. Streamlabs.com forward slash podiots donations to join pod squad for the next episode and get a shout out at the beginning and the end of the podcast. The pod squad for this week is as follows. Stephen Scodes. Saint... Oh, Jesus. Saint Jerry the Goat Fucker. Thank you. <laughs> like a ghost skelly. Hoover story to look Hoover's hoop sorry Hoover story to look Hoover's back <laughs> good right uh, seven from con strain it strain it oh that's a lot of eyes and ends in 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 a sequence give me a minute here boys mm-hmm. straining yeah. in a toilet cubicle well that shouldn't have been that hard well, yeah that wasn't so hard but well done <laughs> thank you thank you and we got a generous generous donation from lovely lovely resident boy Samuel Samuel Dublin de Barber Ooh. oh. The names have gotten out of hand, but I love it. One week left in self-isolation before freedom hits. The Podiots have been a brilliant addition. Thank you very much. Oh, thanks. Thank you. And uh, there's more. It done fetch the wank flannel. Mmm. <laughs> tasty bit of Willem. Stukalicious. Cunt. Tree road. Take me home. Brilliant. Take it sleazy. And one vowel from She-Ra. And lastly, we've got... Uh, an even even generous donation from some birthday bumpus for Dan. Hi lads, thought I thought I'd drop you a dime and say thanks for all your hard work and hilarious content. My best mate is turning thirty in September. I told my friends, and now he's a big fan too. Would you mind saying happy fucking birthday to him? Love you boys. Happy, happy fucking, fucking, fucking birthday. birthday to him to his friend. Thank you. Good. Uh, the list continues with Specky Becky, Emily Lemons, Tommy the Wank Engine, all scrote and no shaft. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Chav Chav Ramirez, Lobrotovich, Freddie Weber dislikes Ben. Ah, oh. all right. Mikey's new keyboard fund. Uh, Cabri's cream smeg. Lovely. Oh. Alex. Uh, Axel's Alive. I always do that one wrong. Alex, uh, pff, I did it again. Oh, no. <laughs> Axel's Alive, 95. Knee deep in... Supostricods. Su- 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 <laughs> of course. I'm forgetting our own references. Knee deep in Supostricods. Uh, Finn Tristam. Memory cards, 40 quid a gram. <laughs> uh, My Pet Bulldozer and Grand Theft Mikey. Also, a huge thank you to Dave Bacon Phillips for the extremely generous donation. And uh, Dave Bacon Phillips says, "Keep it up, boys. I don't have a t- I don't have Twitter, and was hoping to ask a question. We're going to allow it, Dave Bacon Phillips. Ooh. But this is not a precedent that you can all follow. Okay? Thank you very much for your generous donation. Though. Thank you. Since we all know that Pietro's wedding will be Tom Thumb themed, if you were to pick any LARP style wedding, what would the theme be and first dance song? Oh man." I want to go for a bird-themed wedding. That's not lot. Well, that is. It's live-action role-play. You're playing something else. I want to go for a bird-themed wedding. Mm-hmm. Everyone comes dressed as a different bird, and the first dance is the the birdie song. What's it? Chicken song. The, the chicken dance. Yeah. The chicken oh, there dance. Go. That, yeah. God. Go. We got there eventually. Yeah. The birdie the chicken, song. The chicken. Song. The chicken song is the one by Spitting Image that uh, they actually had a. I think it was a number one, which is weird. But, oh. Wow. Yeah. Oh wow! Just a bunch it's of strange puppets. that you know that as well. <laughs> yeah, I'm just sort of vaguely aware of it. Yeah, <laughs> excellent. Um, 
Oh, man. Well, apart from the fact that I'm obviously, yeah, going to have a Tom Thumb-themed wedding and the, uh, you know, the first dance is going to be, uh, you know, that Tom Thumb song from the film Tom Thumb. Um, outside of that, uh, well, surely, surely for me, it would be a, a Star Wars, uh, mm. a Star Wars oh, yeah. one. And we would, I don't know, dance to the to the cantina theme or something <laughs> like that. Oh, what about the Han Solo song from the dancing game? Oh, oh yeah, yes. maybe that one. I'm Solo, I'm Han Solo, I'm Han Solo, Solo. You already know the dance. I do. <laughs> what was it? Uh, oh, I'm trying to remember any of them. I think there was It's a Trap. I think that was one move. Yeah. Uh, Millennium Falcon. I keep wanting to say golden shower, but I don't think there was a golden shower. No, I don't know that Disney would would do that one. No, probably not. Anyway. Excellent. Um, I would have a Pirates-themed wedding, and everyone on the dance floor would just be skanking out to the Pirates of the Caribbean theme. Right, okay. (laughs) Just going for it, you know? There's there's a lot of good remixes of that as well, so you could could have fuel all night. Yeah. Brilliant. There we go. Thank you, Dave Baker and Philip. We've also got Ed, Edward Jizzerhands, the CG, Alan Claw with a very with a very generous donation for, for a very standard donation. Thank you very much. <laughs> Succulent Poddy at Meal, Mercenary Queef, this chair fucks. You're right, Michael. Sorry, just having fun. <laughs> this chair fucks. Super Mega Berto, Bring Back Memory Cards, Kermit the Pog, and Prince Beefcakes. Thank you so much. That is your pod squad for this week. If you would like to join it, get a shout out at the beginning and the end of the show. Poddy, uh, no, Poddy, it's, it's not a website. We should do that eventually. Streamlabs.com forward slash Poddy, it's donations. Thank you. There we go. We did it. We did it. Uh, so, well, I've, I've got some questions here from the audience. This is from Chris Widdick at Mr. Widdick on Twitter. Uh, and Chris says, congrats, you've all suddenly become parents. What one life lesson do you decide to pass on to them? Oh. We've had a similar question to this before, but it was a bit more it was a bit more sincere and, and serious. It was like, what what thing would you do? What thing do you, do you wish the entire world did that you do? You know, yeah. something like that. But this, mm. this is a, a slightly broader theme. It's life lessons, wisdom. Okay. Just eat all the fucking silica gel you can. So. Oh, yeah, don't yeah. let the packets put you off. No. Just read the bit that says eat. Ignore the words do not. Or just ignore the word not in life. Do eat, even better. Do eat. What a strange word. It's a strange sentence. Yeah. Do eat. (laughs) I should think of some actual advice, but I don't have any on Uh, me at the minute. I've got some. You can't heat up uh, butter in the microwave if it's wrapped in foil. Oh, Ben. No, don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. Sparky butter. But yeah, purple butter. Purple. Purple sparkies. Oh, yeah. God, that's a, that's a bad thing. When did you learn that? Age 27? Or... Yeah, too old. Too old. Yeah, far uh, too old. I mean, I'd, I hadn't moved out yet. It was pre-university. But I, I don't know. I'd never... I'd never... I don't think at that point I realised, huh, it probably makes sense not to put metal things in the microwave, but I think it's just such an obvious thing that no one had ever mentioned it to me. Yeah. So I just thought, well, I want this butter to be soft, so I'll just heat it up in the microwave, and it was sparking, so I took it out <laughs> of the microwave, and I learned my lesson then. It's true, though. Like No one ever told me not to put metal things in the microwave. The only th- reason I knew from a very early age about metal things in the microwave is that we used to have um, some of our dishes... Uh, had just around the rim it wasn't gold as in actual gold or gold leaf but it was like a a metallic paint or something just a very thin 
golden line around the rim of our some of our bowls. And occasionally we would put some people in my house would put something in the microwave, and there was so little of it that you would maybe get like one spark per. <laughs> per microwave so we would just kind of if you put one in and realized oops just put one of those metal ones in we'd go never mind it'll be fine so yeah. uh you know it was something that happened semi-regularly in my house and i knew that like obviously if i put any larger amount of metal in the microwave than that that's probably a bad thing but otherwise i don't think i would have known really no one told me no yeah no. yeah so i'll pass that on yeah pass that on don't put metal in the microwave good one um God, my advice, my advice would be um, t- take take things a little less seriously as a kid. That's what I think. I think I I thought the the world was gonna get me from a very early age. Aww. Just you know, I have to like not do naughty things. Um, you know, I think kids could af- can afford to actually just be slightly slightly more anti authority. Not hugely. I don't want a load of. Re- I mean, because I hate. I hate kids who have no flip and respect as well. Yeah, as so. long as they do what you tell them. Exactly. Maybe just do everything. That's my advice. Just do everything I ask, but not what anyone else asks you to do. Don't get like hung up on your exam results when you're 11 doing your SATs. Or... <laughs> no, abs- I totally agree. It was that, wasn't it? It was mm. exams, secondary school, exams, sixth form, exams, university. And then when you get to university, you're like, well, this is a load of bollocks, isn't it? Yeah, I didn't yeah. have to do any of those other ones, really. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. You realise it just doesn't fucking matter at all. But at the time, it's your entire world. And yeah. I don't think uh, I don't think authority figures do a good enough job of really communicating that yeah. to people. Or perhaps the system in general. Oh, I think, imagine though, if you said to a, a group of kids, oh, don't worry, it'll, be, it'll all work out in the end. They're not going to give a shit. Well, they, I don't think you should got... say that necessarily. <laughs> yeah. Just let them know that there are other, there are other paths in life. <laughs> Mm. and it's yeah. okay to pursue them yeah yeah D- try stuff out have fun try it yourself be a dick <laughs> just, just annoy your teacher make them cry live a little come on yeah <laughs> coward Hear- hearing the word sats just brought back the most vivid memory did for some reason our school let us um have sweets with us during our exam mm. oh to keep you energized well, I, th- I, don't, I don't know the reason for it we just it was just like they're just like before the test we're like oh um just like test tomorrow everyone bring in a little bag of sweets or something if you want right and, oh. and just this the whole class just had little bags of sweets perched in front of them and slowly nibbled away it was quite nice yeah. we didn't get those we were allowed a, su- a support stuffed animal oh. and i brought a, a dragon that didn't look anything like spyro the dragon but to me he was spyro the dragon and i was yes. very proud of him and oh. i i brought him in he looked after me Oh, that's. I'm, I'm sure he served you well. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> I did fine. <laughs> Could have been worse. Well, there we go. Yeah, live by live by the Vidiot's laws, and uh, you'll go far, son. Son. No metal in microwave. Don't take life so seriously. And whatever Mikey said. Eat Mikey, si- did you say one? Do eat. Do eat silica gel. Yeah, there it is. I I can't think of a better one, so we'll go with that. Okay, no, fine. That's, you'll that's be all right. That, it's not that as bad of, as everyone says. It ties into the anti-authority one anyway. So mm-hmm. yeah. you know, it's, all, it does. it's all good advice. It does. Um, I'll quickly, we'll do question two as well uh, before we do earthing. Uh, here's something from Funky Cobra, except it's spelt with a zero. Oh Ooh. my goodness. One of those internet cobras. Yeah, at Funky Cobra on Twitter. 
What children's film scarred you so bad that you still can't watch it? Mine is The Witches, and I'm not talking about... Oh, oh Mikey. And I'm not talking about yeah. the face-peeling scene. I'm talking about the little girl who gets trapped inside the painting and slowly grows old and dies before disappearing forever. What? I do I not remember that bit. Uh, the melting... Like, The Witches is notorious for scarring children, isn't it? That was going to be my answer. I have one. Oh, I have one. I, I have a specific one that I've not yet tried to rewatch. You may have seen it, and I don't think it's something you would watch at home for fun, but we were shown it, I think I was in year five or year six, so I was 10 or 11. And it was, and I've just Googled it, it's the Shakespeare the Animated Tales Macbeth. Okay. And the art style is absolutely fucking horrific. I'm going to send it to you now. Okay. See what you think of this and maybe oh try that on for size as well there's a couple of photos for you it was just a oh, really no. upsetting spooky art style macbeth a bit of a spooky story anyway it's got witches in it and yeah. he gets beheaded at the end in quite vivid visceral fashion <laughs> and and his head gets impaled on a sword and raised up and i remember that because I was quite susceptible to the world around me being terrifying. And there was something about the animated tales of Shakespeare Macbeth that really, really fucked me up when, <laughs> when I was 10. I can understand. That's pretty. I mean, 10 seems a little bit young for whatever the hell that is. That's... Yeah, I think so. We did Macbeth, but we watched a really tame, just live action version of it where, you know, it was probably made in about 1978 and. The effects weren't that good and oh. it had that very it was that era where they just discovered electronic music and then every tv show had oh, weird I... synthy organs in every scene <laughs> oh i miss that I, just, I don't know whenever you like watch things from that era without a doubt everything will have like a yeah oh, that's, that's not a good scene but it's just got oh, <laughs> so good Even, like stanley kubrick as well like it's just fucking everywhere bring back the synths the shitty shitty synths yeah we want more shitty synths please it turns out it's not a movie it's 25 minutes long so it might have just been an episode of a series going by the title oh. of various shakespearean tales but that one in particular it was just a bit it was spooky it was really spooky the whole thing's on youtube shakespeare the animated tales macbeth if you want to see oh, it okay i don't it's like too it intense just looking at it is it's just it's yeah it's too much i remember um in fact i think i tweeted about this recently funnily enough um I remember, or it might have been in a list that was edited recently, actually, uh, in The NeverEnding Story, when the horse, like, sinks into the bog. That was pretty horrific. Oh, have you God. have you seen that film? No, no, I've not seen yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. There's this, this boy who's, like, on an adventure, and he's riding a horse, and it's quite early on in the film. It's in, like, the first third, and he's, like, he's got this loyal steed, uh, and they get to this bog, and they're, like, wading, and then he turns back and realises... His horse is like up to its horse armpits and it just starts sinking further and further. And the horse, like the the actor horse that's in it, looks really distressed. Like, you know, oh, I'm no. really hoping that they just trained it to look distressed. But it Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's sinking into this mud and it's just oh, it's really horrible. And you do kind of just feel you're not th- that's the thing about it, is it's not just watching a creepy scene in which a horse dies. I think I 
at the time was thinking about how did they film this and like that horse surely is really really having a horrible time and i think that is as much as anything else what really disturbed me about that whole scene and now mm. i really struggle to watch it even today yep that sounds about right that sounds horrible mm, yeah, yeah it's pretty grim yeah and the, the kid's just like yelling at his horse like come on you gotta get out of there come on please i don't know if this i don't know if it scarred me but i haven't watched it since i watched it as a kid so I'm going to say it scarred me because I haven't been able to go back to it. But E.T., okay. spoilers, for, spoilers for the 40-year-old film at this point. But it's just <laughs> when, like when Elliot, like I, I can't remember what happens, but basically E.T. has a bad time. And like <laughs> Elliot finds him in the forest. He's all white and even more shriveled and horrible looking. Oh. And I was I, like, as a kid, that broke me. I was like, no, not E.T. You can't have it. <laughs> like i was there with my sister try my hardest not to cry and i just haven't been able to face that film since you mean that you felt bad for him or he creeped you out i don't know it's a mix of just the it was very visceral looking it, it looked quite disgusting and mm. none of us have mentioned it but i don't feel like perhaps we've had any inclination to go back to it as an adult because why would you uh but very quick shout out to my boy watership down yeah of course can't go on without mentioning that one no and also the animals of Farthing Wood, which is equally brutal. Did I talk about... I think I've spoken recently about... There's a kind of bird... It's called a, a shrike, but it's also known as a butcher bird. And what it does is... Uh, it's only, it looks like a little tiny songbird. It's like a really small bird. But what it will do is catch or find like mice and stuff. And it's a carnivorous tiny bird but because it doesn't have like talons like a bird of prey it's not really able to rip the flesh off a dead mouse so what it does is it impales mice on thorns on bushes and then like oh. tears the flesh from the thorns <laughs> do you mean like the sausages in fallout the fallout video we did oh yeah of course just yes. like that <laughs> the sausage yeah, plant exactly like that yeah um, and there was a, an episode of the animals, animals of Farthing Wood where like a load of mice had been impaled on thorns by the butcher bird. It was horrible. Oh dear! Wow. So there we go. We're all thoroughly, uh, thoroughly plopped. Yeah, um, <laughs> absolutely. Love plopped. it. Would anyone like to to think us good to make us feel better? Yes, I would. Whoa! I would, and Ooh, I'm I'm whoa. sick of us not talking about it. Okay. Right. Oh god. We got right, we yeah. got to talk about it. All right. It's been long enough. I'm fed up of this being in the public domain and us having just not discussed it at all. What? And that is the contents of Bin Laden's hard drive. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> yes, okay. There's some really weird stuff on Bin Laden's hard drive. Yes, yes. There is. There oh. is. So this is an article from Wired from 2017. And the headline is, Inside Bin Laden's Files, GIFs, Memes and Mr. Bean. <laughs> that's it yeah i knew there was some sort of tv show on there that really is is out of nowhere <laughs> just just you wait you're in mm. for a you're in for a bit of a ride it's a bit of a lengthy article but it is it's worth it's worth enduring here we go it's not unusual to to have fun with anyone no right? it's not especially bin laden <laughs> for, for a laptop <laughs> or external hard drive to house a bunch of old photos and documents assorted gifts and memes home videos pirated software and movies and some porn but when those things show up among infamous terrorist leader osama bin laden's digital files it's worth a closer look on Wednesday, the Central Intelligence Agency released more than 470,000 files seized at Osama bin Laden's 
a bad a bad a Abbottabad? Is that it? Yeah. Uh, is that the place? Yeah. Sure. I don't Pakistan know. compound after the May 2011 raid that killed him. Hailed by researchers and international relations experts as a valuable gesture of transparency, the stash offers a window into the former Al-Qaeda leader's approach and plans and insight into the terrorists' groups. Sorry, the terrorist group's global organised structure, global network and allies. It also contains hallmarks of any person who uses the internet. Copies of venerable film classics like Ice Age, Dawn of the Dinosaurs and Final <laughs> Fantasy VII. Episodes of Tom and Jerry and IMAX Aww. versions of Mysteries of Egypt. A download of the Charlie Bit My Finger viral YouTube video. <laughs> A Mr. Bean episode and 28 crocheting tutorials, including one what? for an iPod sock. Wow, lovely. Crocheting I really want to know tutorials. which Mr. Bean episode he chose. Well, the just... one where Mr. Bean is hiding in the caves. Yes, American yeah, the military. one where Mr. Bean is, a, is some kind of terrorist threat to the United <laughs> States. The new files expand a collection of declassified documents from Abbottabad that the Office of the Director of National Intelligence has published over the last three years, and it's impossible to know how much of that data was of specific interest to Bin Laden versus other residents of the compound. It's like, ooh, it says this here, it's like, ooh, Osama Bin Laden is a Tom and Jerry fan. And maybe he is, it's quite possible. I like Tom and Jerry too, says Bill Roggio, a senior fellow at the Foundation for Defense of Democracies and the editor of its Long War Journal, which got early access to the trove from the CIA. But I suspect a lot of the sort of frivolous or the personal stuff was more for his family. Uh, it goes on. Let's see. Other gems include a lot of clip art, a video called Horse Dance, numerous episodes of a Jackie Chan television show, image, image files of the Yahoo logo, a few funny cat videos, and an image of a cute stuffed animal monkey. Who has this much variety on their set of hard drives? It's like, crazy, I mean, isn't it's it? one thing like if they found, you know, the entire catalogue of Mr. Bean. And that was it. That would be weird, but at least it's just, it's his Mr. Bean hard drive. Yeah, sure. It's, it's where his Mr. Bean is. <laughs> yeah, but he's got the Yahoo logo, Charlie bit my finger, some mm -hmm. crochet tutorials. Horse dance. Horse, Horse dance. dance. Good one. <laughs> you know, the so strange. Sweet little monkey picture. Yeah, of course. Everything. Who knows when you're going to need that? Hmm. The files also show that Bin Laden and those close to him were interested in how Western media depicted him. Agents found mm. documentaries and news reports like Biog Biography? Biography, Osama Bin Laden. Where in the world is Osama Bin Laden? And <laughs> In the Footsteps of Osama Bin Laden, CNN, in the compound. That's, <laughs> where is Osama Bin Laden? But we're also following the footsteps. <laughs> Isn't Where in the World is Osama Bin Laden the Where's Wally like joke book that they did or where's waldo i think it was the ill-advised very specific localization of where in the world is carmen san diego oh. right sure <laughs> don't know how many copies that sold at least one clearly at unless he one, yeah. unless he pirated it uh there's also video of hamza bin laden's wedding osama bin laden's son al-qaeda has promoted hamza since the death of his father but the group has always published photos of him as a child not an adult the wedding footage would be a few years old but gives a clearer sense of what he looks like now and indicates who was at his wedding which could be useful for tracking connections and relationships with al-qaeda so there we go it goes on there's also a lot of information about uh, al-qaeda's connections to iran 
which we shan't get into here. However, what is exciting is that all of these files are genuinely, genuinely made public. As in Because of like evidence. As in you can of... look at them and you can download them. And I've just linked yeah. it I've just linked you to them. Uh, oh so God. I'm just, oh my just God, scrolling sorry. down to littleducks.flv. Um, and if you're wondering, yes, of course, I have downloaded and prepared horse dance for you. I will send <laughs> that to you both now. Um, this, I'm sorry, Ben, but I've known about this for years, but I didn't realize it was an actual catalog of everything you could download mm-hmm. Bin Laden's entire hard drive. This is the best thing ever. Yeah. Well, because I saw a tweet recently. I don't know if this is what inspired you to bring this along, Ben, uh, where someone I'm said just about something... to read it. I'm just okay, about to read yeah. that tweet. I'll, I'll wait for it then. Yeah. I'll, I'll say it now. Yes. Yeah, so this tweet, I, th- I think Peter and I were talking about it at the time. <laughs> sorry, I'm watching Horse Dance. Horse Dance is good, isn't it? I have no idea. Horse dance is a good video. Uh, I mean, I think we we are ideologically opposed to Osama bin Laden at the very least. Oh yeah, I mean, but uh, but horse dance, good good shout. That's a good hey, shout ho- there. Horse horse dance didn't do anything to those towers, right? It's I mean, pretty problematic in the. I mean, the horse has probably been beaten in order yeah. to. Oh, absolutely. Learn how to yeah. The horse isn't yeah. having yeah. a good time. But it is nonetheless a horse dance. I just love the idea of Osama bin Laden sitting in his in his room somewhere, just watching <laughs> just horse dance. Just really enjoying horse dance. <laughs> what are you going to do tonight, Mr. Bin Laden? Ah, oh, horse dance, probably. Probably watch horse dance probably again. Horse dance. It's a horse dance kind of night. Yeah. Along with all 121 episodes of Tom and it. Jerry. This is a oh, tweet yeah. from at the Kafka dude, Ghostface Kafka on Twitter. Uh, this has... 40 nearly 50,000 likes and uh, they say you can still download 121 Tom and Jerry episodes for free from the CIA 2017 release of Osama bin Laden's hard drive I understand that people don't have a lot of money for entertainment in these tough times so so thank you Osama if you want to download free episodes of Tom and Jerry Osama bin Laden and the CIA have you have you covered but they do have names like Tom hyphen Jerry 17 so yeah you're gonna have to do a bit of searching but yeah that's it we've done it now We've talked about Osama bin Laden's hard drive. There's there's a YouTube video down there here about learning learning about the Quran, all sorts, all sorts. I love um, I love how relevant we are constantly. We're always on the button, aren't we? On the pulse. Oh yeah. We're talking about oh, Osama bin Laden's hard drive. Mm. <laughs> um, brilliant. Well, thanks for that. You're welcome. So, uh, this is like you've you've given me entertainment for the next few weeks at least going through this entire list and just seeing what is in here i look forward to hearing what you found it's it so never big. stops scrolling no it's is a this lot. one heart oh my god yeah i've just looked at how small the scroll bar actually is like relative to the page this wasn't one hard drive surely how big was this drive uh don't know like uh, where it said there was four four hundred and seventy thousand files or something like that so uh, this i don't think this is all of them either it's just a lot of them Oh, it's 162 gigs, it says at the top, I think. Or is that part of... I don't know. Maybe that's... I don't really understand how they formatted this page, but... Not not entirely yeah. sure. <sighs> no, but it's... it's mm. a, thank you very much, Ben. That This is... It's a real treat. Horse Dance is... While, while horrific and cruel, is one for the ages. Thanks, thanks, Osama thanks. Osama Bin Laden's um, Horse Dance. Yeah. There we go. Thanks. Thanks, Osama. Thanks. Thanks, thanks Osama. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, well, we'll move on to uh, a quick question, um, which is from Big Titty Jesus Forty Two at Big Titty Jesus Forty Two on Twitter. Nice. Who wants to know what was the first song, movie, book, etc. that made you lads cry? Um, 
Oh. Mm. Um, I cried at Titanic. Did you? Fair, fair. Mm. Yeah, I found I found Titanic quite emotional. I was watching it yeah. by myself, and uh, that bit where Jack dies at the end. That, yeah, that got me. It got to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see why. I uh, I cried. I think when uh, Mufasa died oh. um, in The Lion King. Simba. Spoilers, Simba. Um, I think partly because uh, it's off the back of uh, a shot that really also used to creep me out as well, which is uh, when Scar is like holding him on the edge of the cliff and he like leans in and just says, "Long live the king." And there's a shot of like Mufasa's eyes like widening as he realizes he's got like five seconds in which he knows I'm about to die and there's nothing I can do. Uh, and they just sort of zoom in on his face. And immediately after that, Simba's like nudging the corpse of his dad saying, come on, dad, we've got to go home. And Aww. Wow, that got me good. That's a lot. Sad. I'm yeah. just going to totally sideswipe that with, I cried in the cinema. Uh, this isn't my, like the first thing I cried at, but I think it's the most noble thing I've cried at. Mm. 2006 Adam Sandler film Click. Oh, really? No, that's quite sad, though. I don't remember how it ends. I've seen it once, but he gets it's a, he gets really fat and then dies. Right? Is that what happens? <laughs> yeah, it's like, like I know, his whole life just kind of fast forwarding ahead of him, and I, like, I can't remember what happens, but it's kind of looking back at all the things he he didn't do and how he fucked up, and it was like, oh, this is actually a bit sad. Well, and they don't like resolve that. it with him waking up before he got the remote or anything. It just oh no, they do resolve. Yeah, it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You go home happy, but uh, it's God. Quite I thought sad. you meant that was literally the. End. <laughs> they just roll credits. Oh god, that'd be good though. I'm gonna I'm gonna make the Mikey cut of click. Yeah, <laughs> it's just six minutes long. <laughs> have you guys seen? I think we must have talked about this at the time. I think it was in the the Vidiot's year, uh, where those guys had edited the uh, Blu-ray release of Toy Story three. <laughs> they were showing it to their mom at Christmas. And they do it so that uh, as Woody like holds everyone's hands as they look into the abyss, it fades to black, and then it just plays like a really sad rendition of "You've Got a Friend in Me" to the credits. Oh my god! It's so good. They're filming like their mum or whoever it is, like watching it, and she's like, "What is that? How it ends? That can't be how it ends!" And they don't tell her until the next day. Like everyone's laughing at her and. She's telling someone else the next day, like, have you seen that Toy Story film yet? Do you know how it ends? It's horrible. Uh, and <laughs> oh, then they eventually man. let her in on it. Oh, that's amazing. So good. I- imagine, like, she must have been so shocked because it is literally like they're going towards this fiery inferno, all holding hands like, this is it. This is the end. Oh, I would... And then it's just... I think there's, there's a feature in that, in uploading, you know, pirated movies, but slightly altering them a bit so that... All the naughty pirates out there come out with sadder, worse experiences yeah. <laughs> and they don't know any, anything else about it. Oh, excellent. Would you like uh, another question or a thing from me or Mikey? Oh, I could go for a thing. I might do my thing. Oh, okay. By all means. Oh, 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 let me let me get my speaking voice going. Sorry, I'm very coffee today. <laughs> oh, oh, my oh. God. Not again. Oh, wow. Oh, this happens every time. All right, there we go. Everybody's in. All right. Close your eyes. Imagine this. Congratulations. You've climbed the ranks, and after years of hard work, you've been able to enroll in the prestigious Philadelphia Phonograph School of Languages. Yes! 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 What hard work does pay off? Or should I say, yeah? 
We. 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 <laughs> Piss. <laughs> oh, dear. You excitedly turn up for your first day. The school's founder, Mrs. Hope, greets you and leads you through the doors. You're escorted to your first lesson and you take your seat. You look in front of you. You notice a phonograph currently not making any sound. To your right, a bowl filled with nutritious brain food. And to your left, you notice a mirror. You've gazed into the mirror for a few moments and you realise this isn't any ordinary school. You are, in fact, a parrot. Yes, this is the Philadelphia Phonograph <laughs> School of Languages for Parrots. Parrots. I'm so confused. Is this real or are we doing a bit? No, this is real. This this is 100% real. Okay. It sounds real. It, well, it sounds not real, but also real. So put, cast your mind back to the turn of the century. 1900s. Businesses boo... 1920... 1900s? No, 20th century, the 1900s. There we go. Mm-hmm. That's, that's how you do time. Yeah. It's the turn of the century... Your bird education business is booming, and the insti- your institution proudly boasts its pedigree as the only school of its kind in the world, with over 100 feathered graduates able to speak phrases in three different languages. But how, how did this all start? How do you grow this birdie empire, this, this polytechnic, if you will? Oh, very good. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I, was very, I, I literally at 2am last night, I thought that pun was like, all right, let's get into this somewhere. <laughs> That's, That's good. <laughs> This makes it worthwhile. Well, for all this, we can thank a woman named Mrs. Hope, the school's founder and only teacher. She started the academy because her husband, a bird seller, found that he could make ten times the profit on a single parrot if it could talk. Brilliant. She wanted in. (laughs) Mrs. Hope's Philadelphia school soon sparked a revolution in parrot linguistics. Wow. Previously... And this is, this, I, I pulled this from an article and I can't, like, there's not much information about this. And I, I, I'll just read the sentence, then we'll unpack it. Okay. Pre- previously, the norm was for a professor to hide behind a curtain because seeing a person was, you know, too much distraction for the birds. And this, this, this professor would repeat the same phrase hundreds or thousands of times. The norm. How... So the norm. The norm is you take you take your parrot into a laboratory where a professor stands behind a curtain and says, "Who's a good boy?" to the parrot a thousand times. I don't know how that's normal. I want to see that. But then Mrs. Hope came along and said, "No, no, this is. We need a new normal. There's got to we be need- a better way." <laughs> and oh boy, did she reinvent it? She called this process monotonous and tiring, and I think she's right. And she had an epiphany. Rather than endlessly repeat phrases like Pretty Polly, she could instead make phonograph records and play those on loop. Oh, of course. Of course. I tried this upon eight parrots and the success was beyond my expectations, he said. (laughs) The parrots were declared to be the finest talkers in Philadelphia. Wow. (laughs) She went to the board of talkers of Philadelphia and they said, yep. These de- these definitely are the finest talkers. These are the we've best got. talkers we've ever seen. Does that include the human race as well? Are Surely, they, are they the best? Uh, I mean, it says the finest talkers finest in Philadelphia. Talkers. Yeah. So one can only assume. Full stop. And each of these birds sold for a whopping twenty pound, which oh. is a two thousand pound in today's money. So it's actually pretty good way to make a profit. Yeah. To play some sounds at a bird, make it repeat them. Bam! Off it goes. Yeah. You made your money. Yeah. The birds were such a hit that Hope's husband began uh, boasting of them to the press. 
To one publication, he described how the school had trained a parrot for a soap company called Apple Soap to squeal at customers. <laughs> it, it would squeal such iconic, memorable phrases as, Buy Apple Soap! Buy Apple Soap! What? And, Apple Soap Forever! Apple Soap Forever! Oh my god. The, the goal was for customers to heed the advice of the feathered employees and purchase the product. And this was, he proudly declared, the future of advertising. Yes. <laughs> and to be fair, if I walked into a shop and I had a parrot screaming at me, try ready salted walkers. I, I'd do whatever that bird wanted. I think I would. Yeah. <laughs> especially, I mean, you especially, Michael, given that it ends, yeah, well. it, ends its sentences with, you know, it speaks your language. Buy yeah. ready salted crisps. <laughs> <laughs> Call of Duty's out on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think he was right. That, that is the future of advertising. It just, yeah. it just never sadly caught on. At least it hasn't. I, maybe there's reports of it all over America in the in the turn of the century, but it didn't go much further than that. Oh, oh that's so. Sad. As news, as news of Hope's successes with phonographs spread, other parrot owners began requesting that Hope give speech lessons to their birds, and she agreed for a full scoom scoom <laughs> for a skull a fuck oh, <laughs> skull God. hello just call it university <laughs> excellent for a full school term she could teach any bird to talk for the price of just eight pounds oh. although most customers opted for the shorter 10 shillings per week option i get because eight pounds a lot to to sink into your bird saying mm. who's a who's a pretty boy then yeah yeah and luckily, the tuition didn't just cover the lessons, it covered the room and board for the birds. So it was like a little holiday. It was like boarding school for your birds. Birding school. <laughs> and things were going well. By September 1903, the school had enrolled 20 students. And one of the school's most distinguished alums was a parrot that, in the morning, uh, could tell the children in its house it was time for school and at night could ask them, this is the weirdest sentence ever, with a knowing look... <laughs> If they've mastered their lessons and express the hope that they've been good scholars. Wow. I think the operative word in that sentence is could. They could say it. <laughs> could say it. It chose not to. It just it just knew the kids were good and didn't need, didn't need to get on the back about could it. Be, uh, it could be a problem if they then decide, oh, well, this parrot's smart enough to just be in charge now. I'll send him to school mm -hmm. in the morning and, and <laughs> bring him in at night. What if, uh, you know, at sort of quarter to eight in the evening as the sun goes down, it says, ah, time for school. Off oh, you go. God, do what the bird says. Do what the bird says. I like says. the cut of this bird's jib. How would you like a, how would you like a full-time position? Yeah. <laughs> Two reporters visited uh, the school and described eight parrots sitting in a room, staring intently at a phonograph that repeated, Pretty Polly, Pretty Polly. And he wrote, The birds were listening attentively, and every now and then, one of them would stammer, Pre-pa! Pre-pa! <laughs> they, kept, they kept repeating the words until they got them right. Uh, Hope remarked, Those parrots would hear those, those phrases for a week, and it takes about the average bird a week. Sorry, that got my English is all over the place today. I do apologise, everyone, but I just get very excited around parrots. You need to go to the phonograph school. I do. One of those schools. Do some better learning. Get me words good. Hmm. It takes the average bird a week to learn one sentence, and only one lesson is given a day, and it lasts half an hour, which I feel like is actually a bit of a ripoff. <laughs> it is, especially given that people are paying her to just play a play a <laughs> looping sound to their parrot like surely 
surely the method would just get out there and people could invest in their own, uh, you know, phonograph or... Or, I mean, there's the more standard approach of, you know, having quality time with your pets and loving them and talking to them and just naturally seeing what phrases blossom, but yeah. well, you could just send them to Mrs. Hope's school. Yeah. Reporters um, went to visit a star pupil whose valedictorian status had earned him his own room all to himself in the school. And in the room, he was practicing what is believed to be the longest speech ever mastered by a parrot. Do you, do you want to guess what it is? It's not much. <laughs> no, it's really not. Yankee Doodle went to town, a riding on a pony. And that's it. Oh, that's it. I thought <laughs> wow. I was going to carry on. No. <laughs> No, he got two lines in. I think if you get enough parrots, you can get them to say the entire thing in sequence. So True. If you give an infinite number of parrots an infinite number of gramophones, they will one day say the entire works of Shakespeare. They will eventually, statistically, recite the entire works of Podiots. Yes. <laughs> nice. Someone get on that. But that's that's that that's that's the school. Um, there's not a lot of information about it online. I think there was like this one article was written about it. And for some reason, it just kind of escaped all of the all of the news outlets. I hope I hope things went well in their very bizarre world of just sticking parrots in a room and blasting sounds at them for well only thirty minutes a day. It can't be that bad. Mm. But I just thought that was quite fun. That at one point in time there was a, there was a university just for parrots. That's amazing. Gosh. I can't believe there was a there was a school where where parrots could go to right. And it was like a holiday for them. So you had parrots, holidays. <laughs> but I don't know if there was Where's, any bacon. Can we confirm that the there was bacon, bacon there? Maybe uh, if it's a school, surely in the middle of the day, they would go on their lunch. They'd be lunch breaking. <laughs> Close, maybe. Close hey, enough. There we go. Good. Nailed it. Yeah. Something like that. Brilliant. Amazing. Uh, excellent. Well, got a question now from Mark Turton uh, at Marcus Turton on Twitter. If the power went out for a week, what board game or games would you reach for to pass the time? Um, I would immediately set fire to any copy of Monopoly that was in the house. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, hate Monopoly. Terrible game. Really bad. I've never played a proper game of Monopoly. I, I don't. I feel I've played so many half-assed games where the rule. I haven't probably played the rules properly that I don't feel like I'm in a position to judge it. But you've never played I, Monopoly properly. Monopoly properly. Yeah. It's just the rules seem confusing. I never got it to be honest. I'm not a board game man. People just fall out with each other playing Monopoly in my experience. Yeah. Yeah. It's quite an antagonistic game. You have to kind of like actively screw each other over. Where you know, some games it's like everyone's making their own way around the board by answering questions or whatever. And you know, you're not really you might occasionally get a bonus point if someone gets their question wrong and you get it right or whatever. But in Monopoly, you have to take money off each other and <laughs> And, you know, charge people for stuff and just be a dick. I like Monopoly, you know? but I, I do find myself getting bored of a game of Monopoly after about mm. half an hour. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, oh, we've got Papa Pirate downstairs. Oh, nice. oh have you? Yeah. Ahoy, mateys. Cla- Claudia went to, uh, someone was giving away um, a Simpsons Monopoly. As it, as it would be. And it was a package deal. You had to take the pop-up pirate as well. <laughs> Sounds you like you should, you should have to take Simpsons Monopoly with the pop-up pirate, not the other way around. Surely. Yeah, that, oh. <laughs> Surely. I'd rather play uh, I'd rather play pop-up pirate for sure. That's oh, the best, man. Buckaroo was good as well. I mean, these don't really count as board games, I guess, but 
you know it just adds something that moves something that gives you a fright reminds you you're alive yeah well i, um, I live alone so i can't really play any board games of consequence no i guess the the implication is that you're in a you know you're snowed in in some alpine retreat with oh, like nice. six people or who am i there with yeah you know. uh oh <laughs> um darren brown yeah oh nice uh, uh, this creepy Macbeth from the Macbeth animation. Oh, I didn't know. See, I don't think I'd, any board game would be fun with him. No. Am I having a nice time? Stephen Fry is there. Well, that's better. Yeah, you're having a great time for sure. Okay. Are we safe? Is it just a temporary inconvenience? Well, I mean, Macbeth Man is, is snowed in with you, but you are mostly safe, I think. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, I Again, this probably doesn't actually count as a board game, but you'd definitely find it in the board game department in a board game shop, which is the whole shop, presumably. But uh, we uh, play Telestrations sometimes, my family, which is... Sorry? (laughs) Telestrations is like... um, It's like Chinese whispers, but with drawing. So you get given a card, tells you to draw something, so you draw it on your... It's a wipeable... Like a uh, dry wipe marker card thing, uh, and you draw the picture of the thing. Um, you then pass that picture along to the person on your right. They have to guess what it is, so they just write the word on a separate page what they think it is. That then gets passed to the next person, who then has to draw that thing that's been <laughs> written down, and it goes around like up to six times or eight times or something. And by the end, because people are bad at drawing or can't work out what someone's drawn. It completely changes, and that's that's where the fun is, ladies and gentlemen. Good game. Please, Peter, at some point, can you just release a box of the Austin family favorite parlor (laughs) games? It (laughs) includes a stinky 50p, the whiteboards you need for this game. I mean, this one is at least it's an official game that you can (laughs) buy in the shops. But yeah, it's it's uh, it's up there with the weird games, I guess. No, it's a good one. I like that. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a Scrabble fiend, I think. I like, I like, I like putting letters together and making words. Mm. <laughs> oh, you fiend. Oh, what am I like? Yeah, I, th- I think Scrabble is... It's it's just different every time. I know every game is, but Scrabble truly is. It all yeah. depends on that first layer, the, the first letters, and the, the whole game can go wonky or great from there. I, do, I, just, I just like... I just love Scrabble. I made it... I think you must know this. Uh, I, I made it to the top of White People Reddit once upon a time for tweeting that I was about to place the word quinoa on the Scrabble board. Oh my board. god. Yeah. Animal. Got hundreds of thousands of upvotes and rightly so. <laughs> well done, Peter. For how white I was and still am. <laughs> Congratulations, you're the whitest of the whites. Quinoa. I was the whitest man that day in the whole mm, internet. You were. Well done. Yeah. Um, you got any favourite board games, Ben? We used to played board games didn't we occasionally with uh in the in the what culture days we did yeah with the gang i i liked i liked a lot of those board games i liked some more mm. than others i liked the yeah. spooky one i can't remember what it's called now murder at house on the hill is was it called is that or, the no. one there was another one not murder uh there's the haunting at house on the hill something, something like, like that, that where it's randomly generated and you yeah. sort of make your way through the house and uh any any number of horrible things could happen and then and then one of you is randomly chosen to be mm. the opposing force that could take the form of several different things and then you've got to try and kill everyone while they try and escape or, or complete some kind of task it was really good i really like that yeah can't remember what it's called though 
So there we are. Betrayal. That was Betrayal it. at House on the Hill, it was called. That's, that's the guy. Let's have a look at mm. that boy. Yeah, I really liked that one. That was really good fun. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Betrayal at House on the Hill. There it is. Good. Well, um, I'll do my thing, given that we've only got one question left. Do it. Guys, I don't know if you remember um, Meat Face. Oh, how could I forget? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you remember Meat Face. I'm, I'm hoping you do. Um, we delve once more, not to weird news stories, the Daily Mirror, or, you know, I mean, they've got a weird news section, so that's easy to find. But uh, we delve into Weirdkopedia for the first time in a while. Ooh. Um, and I want to tell you all about the Kentucky Meat Shower. <gasps> okay. This what? is not a household appliance where you stand and have your, your meat shower in Kentucky. This is an incident that happened, um, presumably in Kentucky, but maybe it's because it was Kentucky-based meat uh, from the Colonel. I don't know. We'll find out. KBM. Um, uh, KBM. I do know what it is. Um, so the Kentucky meat shower was an incident occurring between the hours of 11 and 12 o'clock for a period of several minutes on March the 3rd, 1876, where what appeared to be chunks of red meat measuring approximately two inches by two inches, with at least one being four inches by four inches, Whoa. fell from the sky in a 100 by 50 yard area near the settlement of Rankin in Bath County, Kentucky. Mm. Mm, delicious. There is There exist several explanations as to how this occurred and what the meat was. It's in quotation marks there. Um, the yeah, most... that's, that's a word you never want to see in quotation marks. <laughs> meat. meat. Um, including, well, I don't want to give the game away. It says there's a, there's a particularly popular theory, which we'll move on to shortly. Um, the pieces fell to earth from a reasonable height, whatever that means. <laughs> The exact type of meat was never identified, although various reports suggested it was beef, lamb, deer, bear, horse, or even human. No. And then there's underneath that, this being Wikipedia for mobile, uh, there's the little sort of data box where it's got, you know, like the date and the location and stuff. It says like, uh, date, 3rd of March, 1876, time, and it just has quotation marks again and says, between the hours of 11 and 12 o'clock in the morning. Duration, in quotation marks, several minutes. So it's just the, it's just the previous paragraph, again, in note form. But that's fine. Um, at the time, Mrs. Crouch, a farmer's wife, was making soap on her porch when she oh. reported seeing the meat pieces fall from the sky. She said she was 40 steps from her house when the meat started to slap the ground. <laughs> The meat looked grisly, according to Mrs. Oh. Crouch. Mrs. Crouch and her husband believed the event signified a sign from God. A similar event was later reported in Europe. The phenomenon what? was... Re- yeah, apparently so. The phenomenon was uh, reported by Scientific American, the New York Times, and several other publications at the time. Uh, the text then repeats the bit about it being two by two inches or four by four inches. Oh, it's the meat appeared to be beef, but according to the first report in Scientific American, two gentlemen who tasted it right. judged it to be lamb or deer. That's the only mm. way to only way to be sure. Yeah. <laughs> Stick it in your gob. Space meat. Um a local hunter identified it as bear meat, but the best thing about it is his name is B. F. Ellington, which oh, just makes me think of Beef Wellington. It is, isn't it? <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Um 
Writing in the Sanitarian, Leopold Brandes identified the substance as Nostoc, a type of cyanobacteria. Uh, Brandes gave the meat sample to the Newark Scientific Association for further analysis, leading to a letter from Dr. Alan McLean Hamilton appearing in the medical record, and that's a publication, and stating that the meat had been identified as lung tissue from either a horse or a human infant. What? Which is... Lovely. Um, The composition of this sample was backed up by further analysis, with two samples of the meat being identified as lung tissue, three as muscle, and two as cartilage. So Mm. there seems to be a a variation in what kind of meat it actually was. How close is is horse lung tissue to human infant lung tissue? And why does that differ Mm. from adult human lung tissue exactly? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. I don't know, I'm afraid. Weird. The uh, the Nostoc theory, that's uh, it being this sort of uh, weird bacteria, um, the Nostoc theory relied on the fact that Nostoc expands into a clear jelly-like mass when rain falls on it, often giving the sense that it was falling with the rain. So it actually, it doesn't actually fall with the rain, it kind of comes out of the ground in, in some way. Uh, so Charles Fort noted in his first book, The Book of the Damned, that there had been no rain during the incident, though. So that kind of throws that that theory uh, in a, a bit of a curveball. Um, locals, though, favoured the explanation that the meat was vomited up by buzzards, uh, who, as is their custom, right. <laughs> seeing one of their companions disgorge himself, immediately follow suit. So Their custom. There were some buzzards or vultures uh, flying flying around, uh, or possibly on the ground. Um, one of them threw up, and all of the uh, all the buzzard buddies do the same thing, just because that's how they work, apparently. Oh, that's... I, want, I, I was just picturing, I don't know, someone being launched in the air and disintegrating and spreading all over, but buzzards <laughs> make sense. Yeah, it kind of does, doesn't it? Um, oh, I like that, though. Birds spreading joy. A Dr. Kastenbein presented this theory in the contemporaneous Louisville Medical News as the best explanation of the variety of the meat. Uh, Vultures vomit as part of making a quick escape uh, and also as a defense method when threatened. They'll actually vomit at a threat. Um, So uh, (laughs) Fort explained that the flattened, dry appearance of the meat chunks, uh, that was as a result of pressure apparently, and noted that nine days later, on March the 12th, red corpuscles with a vegetable appearance fell over London. And that's just where the article ends. Oh, okay. <laughs> just with a little cliffhanger that sort of weird, weird red uh, fleshy bits and vegetables fell in London. And oh, you... see you next time on Weird News, apparently. How bizarre. You'll never guess how big they were, though. They were two by two inches and four <gasps> by four inches. Oh, no. No. Uh... no. And they were definitely from either a horse or a small child. <laughs> we can't be sure. We keep getting them mixed up. It's definitely one of the two, though. Yeah. Sure. That's weird. That, oh. That's strange. I think the weirdest thing about that whole story, though, comes about halfway through where it's like, oh, no, some people identified it as lamb because they tasted it and said it tasted like lamb. Like, Oh, God. <laughs> who in God's name would... I hope it didn't come out of a vulture if they ate it later on. <laughs> Seems That's a terrible brave. thing to do. Did, like, do you think they self-appointed themselves as tasters or was it like the, the village had a meeting and was like oh i think i think derek should should be the one to have have a taste of it he's got the best stomach he's like all yeah. right bring bring it bring up the meat oh, <laughs> lamb that that's very strange thank you peter for your thank you meter <laughs> for a horrible 
gristly tail for gruesome kids. Oh, excellent. You're on fire. Nice. Absolutely on fire. Yeah. (laughs) Um, We finish today's questions from the uh, audience with one from Ryan Seambull. I think I'm saying that right. Okay. Ryan Somebody, uh, who said, What is your favorite conspiracy theory? Either one you believe in or one that you laugh at people for believing. Oh, no. Um, there are so many good ones. It's hard to choose. Shit, I'm a big fan of moon-based conspiracy theories. They're yeah. always good fun because they're, they're always super out there. But there is, like, there's some, there's some good text out there you can read of, like, hollow moon and the moon being a projection and all this good stuff. Oh, wow. Oh, what's some... I like I the Avril Lavigne like a... one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, the real Avril Lavigne died and was replaced by a fake one, and that's why she went super... <laughs> pop music <laughs> and that oh. happened also to was it paul mccartney i think one of the think? yeah at least two of the beatles yeah. have died at some point i think and, and yeah and being brought back somehow yeah i i i did i did a beatles based conspiracy on a potty it's ages ago but you I did the, the oh, recording yeah. was lost i remember I yeah that it? never i don't think we ever spoke about that again which is really sad because it was that uh, lunatics that blog wasn't it it was really good as well i was really happy with that uh, i i'd get I might mm, recycle it. I think you should. Yeah, oh, you should I, bring it back. Yeah. If, well, maybe if you if you want to learn more about some spooky conspiracies, check out a future episode. Yes, it was me all along. I the, the sad thing about conspiracy theories is that I think for a while they were super fun. It was kind of lighthearted. Like, oh look how ridiculous this is. Well, I mean that's not true. There's always been absolutely mental just shrouded in racism and anti-semitism conspiracy theories mm-hmm. but it just feels like recently they're all just a bit just aggressive and boring it's yeah. not like oh hitler's got another clone in venezuela it's like oh no there's pedophiles everywhere <laughs> oh. yeah there used to be like um it kind of felt like stuff that didn't really affect us other than the fact that we were being lied to but not about anything that really mattered you know reptiles reptiles bring them back what's wrong with what yeah, with the queen being a lizard. Come on. And, you know, it didn't really matter that, for example, if the moon landings have been faked, it's like, all right, so yeah, maybe we were lied to if if that turned out to be the case. But ultimately, it doesn't actually matter to the man on the street whether we've been to the moon or not. But now it's like, yeah, 5G is going to kill you. Uh, COVID's not real. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just <laughs> things like that, which yeah. do affect the man on the street. Uh, in terms of like altering behaviors in potentially dangerous ways, so that's that is yeah, it's the more depressing side of the modern conspiracy theory, I would say. Yeah, make conspiracies great again. That's, yeah, let's do that. COVID on. being made up is my favorite one. I think, yeah. currently, <laughs> especially as uh, what was it? Did you see that Herman Cain died from COVID after saying it wasn't it wasn't anything to write home about, and then they started oh, using God. his Twitter account. To, to to continue supporting President Trump. Right. Oh. And he recently tweeted, after dying from COVID, that, well, this COVID lark seems to be a bit inflated, doesn't it? Hey, maybe it's not quite as big a threat as we all <laughs> oh, thought. God. I'm only dead. Yeah, I've only gone and died for... Oh, it's ridiculous. It's so tone deaf. Do you remember that one where uh, Alex Jones... Um, you know the guy from uh, what's it called? It doesn't matter what he's from. Uh, we all know who he is. No. Yeah, Infowars. That, that thing. That guy. He thought that um, the government was putting chemicals into the water supply to turn people gay 
Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he said that there's now evidence that, like, he says, oh, you can see that this is the case because it's, it's not just affecting humans, it's turning frogs gay as well. Yeah. And he, he goes on about how, like, the the freaking frogs are, are turning gay as well because of what's been added to the water. <sighs> so gay frogs is up there for me. Gay frogs is a good one. Yeah. You just reminded me of another... We shouldn't be talking about Alex Jones because he is a genuine shit, but there is just some genuinely, bafflingly, hilariously things. Mm-hmm. Um, this is this is a, this is from, like, when his his wife was leaving or, some, or something and, like, the court proceedings, he said... Um, uh, I'm just reading from an article here. Sitting on the witness stand, his ex-wife's lawyers had him read from a deposition transcript in which he claimed he could not remember the names of his children's teachers or the details of their schoolwork because he ate too much chilli. Oh. <laughs> In the transcript, Newman asked Jones if chili had affected his memory. Quote, big old bowl of chili. Sure does, yeah, Jones responded. (laughs) He's not well, is he? (laughs) No, he's really really not. not. No, definitely not. No, get get some help. And he gets so so pink when you see him shouting. I do remember he once, I think he probably still sells, like a lot of, weirdly, a lot of right-wing talk shows have their own stores that sell supplements and things which doesn't really yeah. make a lot of sense. Mm. Um, but there was one supplement where the before and after photo, he just got redder <laughs> between the two of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Amazing. If he um, wasn't so harmful, he'd be really fun to laugh yeah, at. Yeah, but... he has a lot of influence yeah. and that's scary. Mm. It really is. My goodness. Well, is, is that all? Are we Have we made it to the end? Oh, my God. I believe so, yeah. It seems to go quick today. But did. Yeah, well, boy. thank you, boys, for your things, and thank you uh, for bringing along those questions, Peter. Mm, no problem. Thanks thank for you. submitting them. Audience. 100%. Hey, did you know that you could buy some merchandise over at store.yogscast.com? You know that, don't you, Michael? Oh, boy, you bet I do. If you head over to store.yogscast.com, you'll find a bountiful array of Vidiot's merch. There's T-shirts, there's mugs, there's... That's it. I think there's a supplements that make you redder. (laughs) And the best bit is if you use code Vidiot's at checkout, you will get 10% off everything on the Yogscast store. Everything. So they've just released the new summer gin. You get yourself a nice shirt and some gin and just get really drunk. Drink it out of one of our mugs. Yeah. Oh, there, there we go. That's better. I was just, I was just picturing someone getting really drunk, vomiting on the vid, on the Vidiot's t-shirt and having to buy a new one. <laughs> oh no! Like, a, and then all the vultures around you will also throw oh, up no. because oh. that's what they do. It's just a reflex. It is, it is their custom. Yes, yeah, they as they are accustomed to do. <laughs> is this horse or boy? <laughs> <laughs> it's anyone's guess. If you have any thoughts, though, you could uh, tell us over on YouTube, Twitter, or Facebook, all.com forward slash Vidiots Official. We're also on twitch.tv forward slash Vidiots Official. We stream every so often. Mikey's done a couple of streams recently. Uh, So make sure you go check them out if you can. And uh, we always let you know when we're going to stream on the aforementioned social media. So go check those out. Finally, we can talk about streamlabs.com forward slash Podius donations. If you go there, you can join Pod Squad, donate three pounds or more, and we'll give you a shout out at the beginning and the end of the show. One more time for this week, who is in the Pod Squad? We got Stephen Scodes, Saint Jerry the Goat Fucker, like a ghost skelly, Hoover Story to look Hooves back, 
Hoover Story 2, look who's back. I get it now. Oh, it's a that's book. good. <laughs> that took an hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, seven from Con. Straining in a toilet cubicle, Samuel Dublin de Barber. Thank you for your generosity. You. It it done fetch the wank flannel. Mmm, tasty bit of Willem. Stukalicious. Cunt, reroad, take me home. Take it sleazy. One vowel from She-Ra. And lastly, it's very small on my screen, some birthday bumpers for Dan, who was very generous as well. Happy, happy bumpus. Happy, happy bumpus. Happy fucking bumpus to you. Whoa. Whoa. All right. Also, Specky Becky, Emily Lemons, Tommy the Wank Engine, All Scroat and No Shaft, uh, Chav Chav Ramirez, Lobrotovich, Freddie Weber Dislikes Ben, Mikey's New Keyboard Fund, Cabri's Cream Smeg, Axel's Alive 95, Knee Deep in Sopostricods, uh, Finn Tristam, Memory Cards 400 uh, 40 quid a gram sorry uh, my pet bulldozer and grand theft mikey dave bacon phillips thank you again for the very generous donation edward jizzerhands the cg alan claw with a very generous donation that that's a separate username deliberately typed that way i think to sound confusing when listed succulent potty at meal mercenary queef this chair fucks Super Mega Berto, bring back memory cards, Kermit the Pog, and Prince Beefcakes. Thank you so much. That is your pod squad for this week. Once again, £3 or more, streamlabs.com forward slash podiots donations. Mikey, where can people find you? Oh, you can go over to that there Twitter and type in at Paraboy and you'll be greeted with a wonderful account that sometimes posts funny things. Wowie. Uh, I'm, I'm 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 finally streaming again last stream was a disaster but we i i like to you know set standards really low and hopefully it can only get better from there i promise in the next stream i won't spill beer all over my keyboard and break it and peter where can people find us uh, you can find us at Team Triple Jump as well as on Twitter, actually, at Confused underscore Dude and at that Peter Austin. But at Triple Jump, mm. uh, both on Twitter and on YouTube and on Twitch, where we are doing video style stuff still. It still exists over there. Uh, Rules Boss and Worst Games Ever and uh, uh, Cooking and Piece of Cake and Billy Ray Walrus, etc. Yeah, come, come a little closer to the subscribe button, son. Okay, right. Dead. Extra yeah. 50s worth of subscribers. Thanks, son. Yeah. Finally, leave us an iTunes review or a review slash rating on your platform of choice. It helps something to do with Al Gore's rhythms. Do we have a final question for this week? I kind of want to see more um, creepy... Uh, uh, what was it? Creepy... Kids, creepy kids films? films, yeah. Oh yeah, things that scared you so bad, scarred you so bad that you can't watch. I want to see more of that. Yeah, just let us know yours. Excellent. Bam. Well, reach out via the platforms we have mentioned earlier. All right, we're gonna go now. Look after yourselves. Stay safe. Bye, bye everyone. Bye. Bye bye. Love, love you all. Bye bye.